Hey guys, welcome back to the Baby Got This podcast. This episode is going to be quite triggering for you if you actually haven't done the work on this, but not triggering in a bad way. I feel like it will be triggering. I feel like I can't even say that word. Triggering (laughs) for you if this is something that you heard as a child. So I'm deep diving into not money stories as a whole, one specific money story that I know so many women heard growing up. I heard it growing up. Um, I feel like it's one of the staple money stories and phrases that gets passed around, that gets handed down generation by generation. And it's one of the most powerful money stories to make you believe that you are living in lack, that there is not enough to go around, that scarcity is everywhere. And this money belief is one of the biggest ones that if you have it, if you have it consciously, or if you don't, I can guarantee you have it subconsciously, if you heard it growing up. And this is one of your biggest sabotages when it comes to your ability to experience and feel and see and hold the vibration of abundance in your life right now. Because I know you're a smart cookie. You understand that, all right, where I want to feel the abundance, right? Where can I be grateful? What what do I have? Let me see all the things that I do have right now. You're a smart enough cookie to know how to look for the abundance. But I get you. We want to feel it all the time. We want it to seem more ever present where we don't want to feel like we're constantly searching for it to prove that it's there. We want to already know and feel that it's there. We want to live in that abundance. We want to feel that abundance. So this is a very powerful episode because what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk into this money story and then I'm going to talk into how it is sabotaging you and or to some degree how it is sabotaging you for you hitting your income goals and feeling the abundance in your life and then I'm going to share with you a process that you can do to actually recode it and get it out of that subconscious find the real truth within it and this will all make sense as I explain it now this is a process that I take my clients through the beautiful members of the wealthiest fuck community they actually go through this process and in my the container in the in the mentorship I also call it a mastermind because the way it runs is we have life support calls ongoing that allow for Q&A's because life happens things happen no matter how far ahead you might get with your money relationship and with your finances something's going to happen to stir the pot challenges arise and we need that support we need to debrief it all and and work out how to handle it and so on and so forth so that's what I love about the wealthy as fuck mastermind mentorship so this is what I'll say with that is I take the women through this process but we we actually do it very refined and I can't physically take you through it in this episode and you to get the most out of it purely based on I am speaking right now to a bigger audience like I know you are listening and you are one of many women who listen to this where 
the women in the course who are getting this as a direct one-on-one support and process are having much, much bigger and grand results. But it's not to say you're not going to get results from this, but I'm just disclaimering. I don't want to make any uh, big promises that can't be held up. So I can promise that you are going to come out of this podcast being able to think differently around the money stories and, and realize why it's been sabotaging and then actually work out what's the real truth behind this money story that you feel or your subconscious believes that it's a negative thing or it's a it's a lack thing. I can promise that. Um, so let's get into this because I, I really love this. Now, the money story that I'm talking into is invert commas, money doesn't grow on trees. Please raise your hand if you have heard that. (laughs) Everyone in the room raises their hand because I don't know about you. Well, I, I don't know why I say that. I don't know about you. I know that you would have heard this as a child. And if you hadn't, amazing, amazing, amazing. I, I have grown up in a society and a community where this was common, a very common saying and in all the work that I have done as a business and mindset mentor and now really specializing down the money route of it, money route, is it route or route? How does us Australians pronounce it? I think it's route, but then my mind goes to the gutter. Route, (laughs) the money. What's another word? I need another word than route. Um, But ever since I've gone down specific that way, I've always heard women come up with like, I'm like, "What what did you hear as a child? And they're like, money doesn't grow on trees. It's one of the biggest, most popular money block, money story that is blocking your money growth and success. So money doesn't grow on trees. I heard this all through my childhood, um, mainly from my mum. I don't remember my dad saying it. Um, My dad didn't really talk too much about money, but it was more his actions that gave me money beliefs. Um... But I heard my mum talk about this and my aunties and uncles and I would say it, you know, but it's definitely come down through my mum's side. And I did grow up a lot more with my mum's side and with grandparents and whatnot because my dad's side was all over east or on the other side of the country. I never really saw them until I was older. But I would constantly hear money doesn't grow on trees. So I'd love to know. But send me a message on Instagram, reach out. I'd love to know if you heard this saying a lot, money doesn't grow on trees and who was it or where would you hear it? So how you might be wondering, okay, Kim, yeah, I heard this, but how is it negative or how is it, how is it blocking me from my feeling or creating more abundance in my life or feeling the abundance that's ever present? First of all, when I ask you like when you think back to your childhood what's one of the things that your parents or what's some things you heard about money and you go money doesn't grow on trees we naturally know we instinctly know that that came from a negative place that came from a there's not enough place Um, money doesn't grow on trees I'm not made of money so we we know that it's created a negative energy around um around money so Money doesn't grow on trees. How does this fuck you up? Because <laughs> how did this fuck me up? How did this create so much pain and resistance and frustration around my money um, through most of my life until I did the work to move it? Because when you think about it, money doesn't grow on trees. First of all, in a lot of countries, money is made of paper and paper does come from trees. So it's a bit ironic. 
Um, I'm in Australia. Our money is plastic. From what I know, I know it's not paper. Oh, not 100% paper. But we know the American money is paper. And other countries have paper money too. So to me, I'm like, money does grow on trees if you look at it that way. If you're going to be a smart ass. And I'm definitely a smart ass. So I would make that comment. But implying money doesn't grow on trees implies that a lot of things grow on trees. And, you know, there's a lot of trees in the world. So if money did grow on trees, we could have our own money tree in the back garden. We could grow our own money. And we understand with plants, you know, every season they they you know, if you have an apple tree, every season they refruit. So even if you pull off all the apples that one season, you know, if you look after that money tree, it's going to, I mean, apple tree, it's going to re refruit. So you're not spending any more. It's not costing you, right? You, you can keep growing the fruit. So by implying that money doesn't grow on trees, it's saying that money is a limited source. And when you imply that money is limited, limits, limitation, is also lack. It creates a scarce energy. So when you're hearing this as a child, this is a phrase, this is a belief. Money doesn't grow on trees. Money doesn't grow on trees. In the first eight years of your life, you're hardwiring about 70% of your brain. So your thoughts are hardwired. What you hear gets hardwired in to be like, right, that's right, that's wrong. So if I'm constantly hearing my biggest influences, my family, say money doesn't grow on trees, Kim, money doesn't grow on trees. I'm believing that as a child. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing that. Now, as I get older and, and wiser and start to learn different things, we, when we joke about it and we're like, oh, ha, ha, money doesn't grow on trees, you know, of course I don't think that and that's just a silly saying. But what happens is it's, it's hardwired into the subconscious. So no matter how much you want to think differently consciously, like, no, I do have enough. I am good enough. Um, and whatnot but if you know if if you can still go back to the thought of yeah totally money doesn't grow on trees if that thought can come to you with such ease and you can connect it still to a negative energy and a negative emotion from the childhood time or whenever it was you heard it it still affected you you still believe it that's what I'm where I'm going with that so money doesn't grow on trees um implies limitations implies lack lack when you fit when you apply lack you create a scarcity energy so what was happening for me and I, this is where you have to do the work you write down the money story right you write this down and you work out okay so what was going on why what did it actually create for me okay money doesn't grow on trees is not enough to go around <gasps> interesting when i think of this kim my brain goes there's not enough to go around now, how does that reflect in myself as an adult and my relationship with money? Now, this is me before I've done this work. I was like, oh, I don't have enough money. There's not enough. There's not enough in the bills account. There's not enough to pay for this. There's not enough to go on a holiday. And then that language starts to convert to, I can't afford it because it's not enough. I can't afford it. And the more you talk into that, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, I can't afford it, you'll continue to create a life where you cannot afford things. So can you see how this money story of hearing money doesn't grow on trees as a child has made such an imprint into how you think and feel and behave around money as an adult and how and the energy that you're coming from. And the and it is 
and I've talked about this all the time, guys, and those of you you've been following for a while or hearing my stuff or listening to my free masterclasses or following me on socials, I talk into this a lot. Like the energy you hold, whatever energy you vibrate at is what you attract back in. So if you're vibrating right now, if you're believing and feeling the energy of, I don't have enough, I can't afford it, you're attracting in opportunities and a life that's going to keep bringing you evidence to support that. So this is why we've got to do this subconscious work. This is why I'm so, like, tangent, side note, asterisk. I can teach you the exact system to say, to manage your money like a fucking pro. I can teach you exactly how to put it through a spreadsheet that uh, categorizes everything for you via percentage, making sure you have enough in every account and you actually, you're following universal law and uh, it will streamline and structure your money. And this is the same system and formula that helped, uh, that allowed Daniel and I to save 100K in two and a half years and build our first home. It blew our minds. But like, I can teach you that right now. You could call me up, I could teach you it. But if you don't do this internal work on the money stories, it doesn't matter how good you work your spreadsheet and manage your money, there are going to, there are going to be, um, you're going to limit yourself because you're still running from a scarcity energy. So you're still going to believe that you can't afford things, even though I've literally put money in a, your money through a spreadsheet to show you that you can afford it at a certain time. Anyway, back to the point. Um, Oh, now I've got I've gotten ramped up about this. So that's why you want to work out. Let's go back. <laughs> Let's backtrack. So money doesn't grow on trees. So I wrote this down. Okay, what does this bring up for me? If money doesn't grow on trees, well, there's obviously not enough to go around. Ooh, there's not enough. Where does the feeling of not enough show up? Oh my gosh, everywhere in when it comes to money. Okay, so now I've recognized this money belief and how it's created lack in my life. So if you have the belief of money doesn't grow on trees or you have heard it as a child so it's a belief subconsciously you have you believe that there's not enough to go around your brain is your subconscious is hardwired to vibrate from the frequency of lack there's not enough there's not enough we need to change it so then what do you do this is where you want to be in front of a journal with this so you can re-listen to this episode and and whatnot and go back but you want to be journaling this out have it written down you don't just want to think about it because it's going to be more effective if you write this down think back to a time if you can think to the an exact time where you actually heard your parent your sibling your influential person say it think back to that time if you can't think back to an exact time and I know it's hard I personally can't think of an exact time but I can think of I think of the time where Okay, if it's implying that there's not enough, I heard a lot from my mum. What was going on for her? Think of a time when I heard a lot of money doesn't grow on cheese, we don't have enough, can't afford it. And it was actually after my parents divorced because I consciously don't really remember much before then. I'm sure if you put me under hypnotherapy, I'd remember stuff. But it was more around the time of the divorce and it was just a shit show from my experience and what I heard as well, um, it, to me, it was really crushing, um, to go through seeing my parents divorce and the money bullshit and all of that. But after that, like I I remember my mom being in this place of so much scarcity and so much lack. So what I need to do is the next part of this is when you go back to that time, 
or the event or the situation or circumstance or, or whatever was going on for that person when you when you heard it you've, you've got to think about okay let's let's find the real truth what is the real truth that there wasn't enough is the real truth that money doesn't grow on trees is the real truth that there is lack and we can't afford it what was actually going on and then what you're going to do is you're going to take yourself out of it. Energetically, emotionally, you're going to take yourself out of the situation. And imagine you're floating above the situation or you're you're looking down from that bird's eye view of that time of your life. And you and it's not even you. You're just looking at. So for me, I'm looking at my mom at this time, but she's not my mom. She's who she is. And I'm like, okay, what's what was actually going on for her? What was the real truth? Why did she feel that she had to always say we can't afford it, blah, 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 blah? How was it she negatively impacted and how was it a negative or loss to her? And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I'm journaling, I'm thinking, thinking. So guys, it will take you a while because your brain doesn't want to find the real truth around it. And I work out that she was scared, she was worried. She now was a single mum of two children and didn't have a job and had to get a job. She didn't have any qualifications to get a high skill paid job. Um, she had majority of the custody of us children, so a lot more to pay for. And I was a ballet dancer, an expensive sport. My brother was constantly doing sports. So there was, so, there was a lot to pay for. And... I had to work out, so what was the real truth? What was actually going on for mum? For mom? How was it a negative to her? Why, what was she feeling negatively that would cause her to, to talk like this? She was worried. She was scared. And I've, I went through so many more words. You want to go through as many words as you can. Like she felt um, not good enough. She felt like she didn't have enough to give. She felt... Um, like she wasn't important, that she wasn't strong enough, that she, you know, she was scared. She was now divorced from the love of her life. Well, apparently, because they got married, you know, back then. Well, I would like to believe that my dad was the love of her life, but, you know, that's just my own childhood thing. Um, and to, to believe that my parents once loved each other. And... What else is going on for her? I'm, I can't remember. I'm trying to think of the words, guys, because I'm going to get to the actual point. But there was all these emotions that she was struggling with. So then I realized, so then what's the real truth? Why was she saying that to us kids? Because then I realized, well, of course, she wanted to provide for us and she wanted to give us the world. She's our mom. She wanted to do her absolute best. And this is going to make me emotional bringing it up because this is how I found the real truth to it. So the reason my mum was saying we can't afford it and she's saying it unconsciously because she has learnt these beliefs too and she's created a life around scarcity. So there's that whole other component. I just want to help blow out any bloody objections or uh, reasons you're going to give me that this isn't going to work. So it's not about that. It's like what's going on? Like let's see. So she wants to give us kids the world and she hasn't got a, a good paying job. She's stressed right so it would make sense that she would use ter terms like we can't afford it or like money doesn't grow on trees so she's going to imply to us kids me and my brother that money doesn't grow on trees which means no matter the kids I'm working I'm trying my absolute best but there's actually just not enough to go around so can she can you see how when I look at it that way 
she's actually trying to protect us, me and my brother. She's trying to protect us because she doesn't, she truly did, doesn't want us to know that she has, hasn't got enough to look after us kids, that she can't give us the world, right? Would, would you agree that, and even you're a parent, right? You wouldn't want your kids to know that you couldn't give them everything. So you, we, we do and say things and a lot of the time it's unconscious or it's from the subconscious. So we do it on autopilot without realizing the actual damage of it because we're actually doing it from a form of protection. So I realized that the real truth in, in her saying that money doesn't grow on trees is she wanted us kids to, to see that everything that she was giving us was all enough and it was enough, but it, we didn't need any more that, hey, kids, money doesn't grow on cheese. There's actually, like, don't be delusional. Don't think there's all this stuff out there that I can't give you. No, I'm giving you exactly what's out there. So I hope that makes sense to you. It made a lot of sense to me. So then I realized she was just protecting us. So this is the next step. It's, okay, find the gift in this. Find the actual truth. Find how can I find the gift and be fucking grateful that I heard this. And my mother was just protecting me. She was just trying to protect us and she wanted, she just wanted her kids to know that her mum had their back and her mum their mum was doing everything that she could in her power to provide for the kids. And then you look at the situation and I always had a meal on the table. I always had lunches for school. We never went without, even though there was a lot of stress and a lot of um, fear around money and not having enough. And there was, it was always an issue. Our electricity, our electricity never got cut off. Like we always, like everything was provided for. And that's just, that's my story. So can, now I can see that my, I've rewired, I've, I've started the process of rewiring the truth around the, the money story of money doesn't grow on trees. I'm like, that's not the real truth. That's not what happened. That, that life wasn't, it wasn't about scarcity back then. It was just about a mother protecting her young and wanting to give them the absolute world and her kids not having a high standard and high expectation that she could not meet because no mother wants or no no one likes not meeting the expectations of others and, and feeling like they're a disappointment. Do you see where I'm going with this? So then what I did is I wrote a gratitude letter just from this money story just to my mum. Uh, I didn't give it to her. I just wrote it down. I, I found the gratitude and the love in it and I poured my heart out. And at the, when I did this work, I was crying. I was like, oh my gosh, you were just trying to love us and protect us and give us everything you could and you didn't want us to expect more and you didn't want uh, to us to be disappointed that you couldn't give us everything that we wanted. So you said these things to, to create, to, to lower down the expectations so we wouldn't have a problem or we wouldn't hate our mum. And you know what? I know when I say this, it sounds silly, but when you do the work for yourself on your shit around this, you'll be surprised at the emotion that comes up. And so I wrote out the gratitude ledger and I released the emotion and <sighs> even just now knowing, knowing like for me, just, just recoding and, and finding the real truth into this story has completely changed how I feel about life and the abundance that I feel in my life and how abundant I, I truly am. So then I had to create the new story around it. So that's what you want to do is rewrite the story. And my story from this is there's always more than enough to go around. There's 
always more than enough. And I truly, truly believe that. I just, I just do. I'm just sitting here feeling it. I always have over and above what I need. And I, my story specific to the recoding is, is all, I always have more than enough. And you know what? I'll show you my bank accounts. I always have more than enough for everything. And because I now believe that and I've recoded it at that subconscious level, that's what I operate from. So now I'm not limiting myself. I always believe there's more than enough. So what I believe is what attracts in, is what comes true. I bring in opportunities to support that I always have more than enough. And there have been times, especially this year, having a baby, I had my coaching my coaching business, the income dropped because clients finished up and I didn't take on any more whilst being uh, in that maternity leave phase. Um, my other online business, um, it was taking a dip as well. Just it, I know it's all the cycle of the business. I had a really big year the year before and then it was going down and I'm like, that's fine, whatever. I'm not even worry, doing much to, to maintain it. I was in this huge transitional phase and then I became into the phase of, right, now I'm ready to launch my group coaching and, and come back into the work space after having a baby. And the thing is, in this time where I had less money than I did the from the year before and the year before that, I've always had more than enough. And you might be thinking, oh, maybe your husband worked more. He didn't. He took maternity leave too and his wasn't paid. And we also follow a system that supports this as well. Like we physically manage our money in a way that we always have more than enough. We've never had to touch our savings, but it's there. And we've had plenty of moments where we have dropped in income. We've had deaths in the family or pandemics and we've not been able to work and bring in more money in that time. So anyway, I'm this because it's all different parts to it, but I just hope, I really hope this gets you thinking because for me doing the work and I've done multiple money stories. I've got all kinds of money stories from my childhood, like um, rich people are greedy. So I've had to do the work on that because then I was like, I don't want to be rich because I don't want to be greedy because that's deemed bad where like you can re recode and rewire the truth behind what greed is. Does greed have to be negative? And no, it doesn't. Like I could be greedy compared but what am I doing with that those riches? I could the more money like I've recoded it to the the I'll just do a little quick example from rich people are greedy and now I've rewired and recoded the pro the get my words belief to um, the more money I make the more I have to give the more money I make the more I have to give so fuck yeah let's be greedy let me be greedy with all the money I make because then I have more to give. Do you see where I'm coming from with that? So that's what I mean. These might trigger you in a way because you might still actually believe these money stories and these might be running the show. But other money stories that I grew up with is um, can't afford it, got to work really hard to be to earn money, uh, money doesn't grow on trees, rich people are greedy, and there's a couple of others, but I can't because I've done the work on them now. I can't even um, remember. But there's a few common ones out there. Um, oh, the only way to be rich is to marry in like marry into wealth or all of the ones. So 
I hope that gets you thinking and gets you starting to, to do to do the work and to recode and rewire and, and find the real truth. And the thing is, guys, unless you if you don't actually do the work on this, if you don't sit down and push yourself and move move the needle and, and make your brain like really work hard to rewire it, you can just think about it, but it's not gonna make a permanent change. And this is where I find in this type of work is you do need to invest in the coach and get the accountability or invest in a program or a, a support, some form of support that can help you do this. I didn't just learn how to do, make this up and do it by myself. I invested in the coaching and the support and, and the, the learning and the accountability. It was the accountability that was the biggest thing because that's what made me actually implement. That's what made me push through the barriers and get the result. And I don't know about you, but me now genuinely feeling the abundance and feeling and genuinely believing that I always have more than enough in my bank accounts. I always have more than enough money, no matter what happens. It's a pretty fucking good feeling. And I know you want that feeling too. So here is my invitation. My invitation is to come come and work with me and come and learn this. And this is just the first part of the mastermind, the money mastermind, the wealthiest fuck mastermind that I hold space for women to learn this. We just start here. So once I recode, once we recode and rewire the money stories in your brain and change them to the real truth and get you in an abundance mentality with an abundance abundant storyline right then we talk into the levels of consciousness and awareness around wealth so you can raise your financial intelligence which is really fucking cool and then we move into the rituals of a wealthy person so now you're starting you've learned the education you've done the mindset work Okay, what, how do you need to behave? How do you need to show up daily for you to be attracting in more wealth, for you to be creating a, a more abundant and rich life for yourself? And then after that, we head into action. I give you the spreadsheets. I give you the formula. And then we tailor it specific to your lifestyle, to your savings goals, uh, any debt you need to get rid of and clear, your travel goals, any lifestyle goals whatever it is, and we tailor it to you so you now have this perfect formulated spreadsheet that structures your money that creates financial freedom. Because freedom does not exist without structure. And if you have not structured your money to create freedom, you need you need to get onto it. Otherwise, you're going to constantly feel like there's not enough, no matter what you do. So my invitation is the doors are open for wealthy as fuck. If you are listening to this before the end of 2022, I would encourage you to join now and finish your year up and head into the new year working on this so you can take the most into 2023, especially if you're a businesswoman and you have a business that you want to scale and grow and see more income coming through that way. Start your year strong. We know that. And as of January 2023, the prices of the course is going to go up. So look, I'm a money coach. I want you to save money. So it would be smart to join while it is cheaper rather than when the prices go up. <laughs> so that's my invitation. You can jump into, um, head to the show notes, um, which is a notes on this podcast. And you can see the links. You could book in a one-on-one -on -one free 
call with me a little mini money strategy session where I we can just chat it's free um I can get you started with some things to go and do and we and you can ask me any questions um you can click straight onto the wealthiest fuck link and check it out and sign up or you can also watch my free masterclass my universal laws of money masterclass the link is there as well that is free and you can watch the playback and just absorb the information if you want to get more of a taster of the type of coaching that I do and, and information I talk about and if if not otherwise if not otherwise <laughs> head over to my Instagram kimken underscore underscore and reach out say hi and all the links are in the bio in my bio on my account there as well but look I'm here to help and I'm here to serve and I'm here to teach this information and the pricing of this course is so ridiculously affordable it's it's like it still blows my mind I still pitch myself like I can't believe I made it so affordable for people but I get it you want to learn about money so you can have more money right I'm not gonna make you pay ridiculous money amounts of money for this it's worth the course itself is worth up to eighteen thousand dollars depending what option you pick because there's a VIP option, but you get it for a fraction of that. So like, it's a no brainer really. And I want to hold that space for you. So I cannot wait to hear from you and answer your questions because your finances are so fucking important. Like I can't even sugarcoat that. That's the truth. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please take a screenshot and share this. If you found it valuable, please leave a review. It would mean the absolute world. And we'll tune in and chat on the next episode. All right, peace out, homies.